Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. This week we are answering the question, Mary, did you know? That's because the song is all over the place. Mary, did you know? Mm-hmm. So we're uh, we're tackling those questions and we're going to answer them through Luke's version of... There's uh, a com- yeah. the com- he's a comedian. The guy who wrote Mary, did you know, is a Christian comedian. His name is Mark Lowry. I don't know if you've ever listened to Yeah, him. I know who that is. He's hilarious. He wrote Mary, Did You he Know? He wrote Mary, Did You yeah, Know? Yeah, yeah. Now, so, did he write it as a song or did he write mm-hmm. it as, oh, he wrote it as a mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. So. Was it meant to be funny? No. Oh, but oh, oh, absolutely. Okay. It's just funny that he's a comedian who yeah. wrote the song. Wow. So okay. He'll make fun of it himself. Okay. And so, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the video. There was a video of somebody else singing it and you can hear him in the background yelling, well, did she or didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Did she know? <laughs> so it's you know. I guess you can make fun of your own song when you you're can. at that point. If you wrote it, yeah, you, you can absolutely do, can. You can do what you want. You, that's right. I don't know if he knew what he had done when he did this song. I know people rarely do. <laughs> people don't know what they've accomplished when they write yeah. these songs. You know what I'm saying? That's no. That's, I've I've gone on a deep dive. I was raised listening to the Gaither vocal band was and Mark right? Lowry. Mark Lowry was part of them. Uh huh. Yeah. While. Okay. And so uh, on Facebook, those videos just started popping up on my <laughs> feed, and so I've been watching a lot of them. <laughs> Brings back good memories. <laughs> Think Fond of, memories. That's right. We're thinking about doing eight part harmonies at Abundant Life Church for worship. Yeah. Now. Good luck it's with all be that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good luck with all that. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I did ask others some questions uh, that they had about Mary. And this one comes from my wife, Holly, Pastor Holly. She said, I've always been amazed at how Mary learned to release Jesus and then how she handled watching him die on Mm. the cross. So as she kind of viewed it from the perspective of a mom and how hard it is to release your children Mm. and if it's hard for us to release our children, imagine what Mary went through releasing her oldest son <laughs> to the to the ministry and, yeah. and the opposition and the cross. Well, raising your son to die. Raising your son to die. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so now what's really interesting is that we've got some keys to how she was able to do that. So let me mm-hmm. read the passage in Luke chapter 1, verse 30. And the angel said to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. For behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, um, that phrase would have been common to every first century Jew, they knew that um, because that passage from Isaiah was already famous. So it's actually of the increase of his kingdom and peace, there will be no end. Now it's shortened just a little bit in Luke, but it's of the increase of his kingdom and of his peace, there will be no end. Mm -hmm. So Mary would have understood that language that whatever God was doing it was about to be a fulfillment of mm-hmm. a huge prophecy of the kingdom of God expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she understood that much, okay? So um, when you get into of, of, the, of the expansion of his kingdom and peace, there will be no end. Obviously, 
you know, if you're not really grasping the cross yet, you might think in terms of, oh, well, he'll have children and then we'll start the line of David again. Mm -hmm. But later on, she would have had to come to realize um, this is going to be different than our thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm raising him for the cross, that Mm -hmm. the cross is in view, because he started explaining that and and talking that that through. Okay, Mm -hmm. so how did she carry the load? So my wife actually answered the question when she asked it. She said, you know, the first thing she did was go visit her mm-hmm. cousin Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Now, what's um, what's special about that is another person of faith. Mm-hmm. So um, she immediately took her prophecy. Mary took her prophecy, then went and visited someone else that had an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's the first thing they did when they saw each other? Mm-hmm. They start prophesying mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. And so you got two people of faith now. They both have had encounters with the Lord, and they start prophesying to each other, Mm -hmm. and your faith builds through that experience, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, there's a real key right there is that if you get something from the Lord and you're kind of trying to grow in it, what you got to do is get around Mm -hmm. other people, um, you know, and uh, that are going to prophesy Mm -hmm. faith to you and you prophesy faith to them and you're going to experience more because of it. That's good. So, so that's one of the keys that that she did. It's why we do house churches. It's why we do house churches, Mm -hmm. which is in small groups. Mm -hmm. You can get close enough to people to share Mm -hmm. the intimate things that you believe God is speaking to you and prophesy to Mm -hmm. one another. Even this past week, we um, just took some time for the youth to, you know, we were looking back on the irony that our winter retreat this past year was called Focus. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we went back and we talked through some of those things. And we just let them for about probably 20 to 30 minutes. They just shared their testimonies mm-hmm. of what God had been doing in their life mm-hmm. this past year. And it's just amazing the faith that is built just in them sharing. And, you know, when when it's with adults, you're used to people kind of taking some time to explain. You know, these kids are talking and. 10 second sentences Mm -hmm. and calling it good. Mm -hmm. But the amount of faith that was exchanged just in that time was amazing. Yeah. Um, You know, the cool thing about small groups is that um, even if you don't know how to prophesy, you can prophesy in a small Mm -hmm. group by sharing your testimony because Mm -hmm. every time a testimony is shared, it prophesies the next one. That's right. So you could be totally inexperienced Mm -hmm. at prophesying, but if you're in a small group, you're going to prophesy. I have a lot of Baptist people in my background that have an issue with the concept of prophecy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who prophesied over me my entire uh, life. That's exactly right, because they shared their testimony, right? Looking and that back, prophesied yeah. what was going to happen to you. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. So, which, by the way, um, the answer to this question is all about small groups. Mm-hmm. So I took my wife's thought process of, well, the first thing she did was go see Elizabeth and um, they prophesied to each other. Mm-hmm. That's a small group, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, now, what's really interesting, I got to thinking about this, this thought process here. So if you look at what God does in small groups and what God does in, in large groups. Mm-hmm. So um, Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, we talked about that yesterday, how mm-hmm. he, he didn't respond so well. <laughs> you know, God... Do you think God still does that to people today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man's back. That's right. Oh, the Kool-Aid man is back. Yeah. You're just, you just be quiet over <laughs> He does. And let me tell you something else God does. Zechariah 
as a public figure mm-hmm. and an elder, God disciplined him publicly. Ouch. Yeah, get some attention real fast. Now, why does God discipline a guy like Zechariah, a priest chosen to go in and do mm-hmm. the atonement once per year? Why did God discipline him publicly? Mm-hmm. You know, it's rough, but there's got to be an example somewhere. That's exactly why. Ouch. God made an example of him mm. so that when it came for Mary's turn, the younger people look mm-hmm. on and it puts a healthy reverential fear of the Lord yeah. in them mm-hmm. so that they are more attuned to what God is saying and doing. Yeah. And by the way, um, this works in church also. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'll, if the, the, you know, if you, if you have a, Oh boy, I'm, I'm about to dive into really dangerous territory here. Skip, See, no, okay. skip, skip right on over. <laughs> if you have an elder or a deacon mm. that you're allowing to get away with gossip, complaining, <laughs> all that negative stuff that goes on in churches, mm. and you're never disciplining them, mm. your younger people are raised without the fear of the Lord. Yeah, But if you will... Gain the courage mm-hmm. to discipline that elder <laughs> or deacon, and if necessary, publicly. Yeah. Your younger generation. Do you, you want to hear an experience I had? Here we go. When I first came to Abundant Life, <laughs> I kid you not, I bet it i only been coming like three or four weeks. The pastor, uh, and I later found out he just said the Holy Spirit told him, you'll do this so you'll be in sin. Mm. He had never done it previous and never done it since. But I had only been there just a few weeks. And the lead pastor, in the middle of a Sunday service, pointed his finger at a guy <laughs> that was like, you know, about, you know, 10 yards away from me. It could have been me. And said, sir, you are about to walk outside of the grace of God. You better repent now or it's going to be too late. I mean, I'm like, holy cow. Oh, my gosh. Did that just go down? Did that? Just... But, you know, it put a healthy reverential fear of God in me. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. and, and that's what sometimes, see, that's... So anyways, God did that. He, mm. he disciplined Zechariah publicly for his, you know, probably yeah. political entanglements and, <laughs> and, and, his, and his doubt and hardness that came. And then that helped Mary be more alert, right? Mm. And so, so a lot, obviously Elizabeth is a woman of faith and she prophesied to Mary, Mary, and then, um, and that happens in the small groups. So mm-hmm. the discipline took place publicly in the small groups, the prophecies are going. Mm-hmm. Then if you'll follow the story, um, Mary and Joseph, uh, went into the temple and mm-hmm. another small group happened. Mm-hmm. There's this guy named Simeon, mm-hmm. who's a nobody, nobody knows who this guy is, but mm-hmm. it says that he was older and he had been seeking the Lord for the consolation of Israel. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he laid some heavy prophecies mm-hmm. on them that were just amazing, mm-hmm. that really impacted Mary. I think that helped him, you know, eight days after Jesus was born. Oh, yeah. And, and he's screaming and yelling, it's like, is this really the child of God? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping me up at night. <laughs> please, please me. <laughs> so Simeon prophesies and says, oh, and that that takes place in a small group setting. Mm -hmm. And then in that same small group setting, there is this widow Mm -hmm. named Anna, who was a prophetess. And then she actually, um, she had dedicated after her husband died, dedicated her whole life to fasting and seeking and praying. 
And then the Lord revealed to her. Who, mm-hmm. So so God is bringing these witnesses mm-hmm. all around Mary yeah. who are prophesying to her in a small group context mm-hmm. and is strengthening her faith for the way this is going to go. You know what I'm saying? For, mm-hmm. care, for raising baby Jesus and ultimately releasing him to uh, go to the cross, mm-hmm. be raised from the dead, so that he will be the ultimate fulfillment of the Isaiah prophecy that of the increase of his government and peace, there mm. will be no end. Mm. See, so uh, I don't know that we planned this, but you know, I think the <laughs> honestly, the lesson here is small groups. Mm. If you'll if you'll stay committed in small groups, God mm-hmm. will give you everything you need mm-hmm. to successfully fulfill the vision God has for your life. Thank you for joining us today. ALC is moving forward, and we are having in-person services. Join us at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings for worship, teaching, and fellowship. Community has been our lifeline during the pandemic, and our house churches are continuing to meet. For more information about our services, live streams, and house churches, please visit our website at Abundant.us.